Don't you do it. Don't you do this. We cannot start the show like this every single week. I know. It's old. Yeah, it's 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 a it sounds like it's planned and it it's not planned. It doesn't sound what like is it's your planned. problem today. It does sound like it's planned. If it I had a plan, like, I would like plan to ignore you. <laughs> On this show? It's a horrible show. <laughs> well for That's the first awful for the first five and a half seconds of of the show. Awful. Awful, awful, awful. It should be the first show. five seconds of the show. Unfortunately, it's the first 5.23 you know, seconds of the show. Whatever your issue is, it's on you. You take it. That's what step. I'm realizing. Now. That's what it is every time. It's that slight. It's ridiculous. It's like it is. It's so ridiculous that I don't have. I don't even know what to do. Kev, how how was it? How was your weekend? How was your weekend? <laughs> Fine, man. How was you? How was yours? <laughs> it's fun until uh, up until, until maybe the last twenty seconds. <laughs> like it's, it was going well, man. It was uh, well. No allergies. Um, Kevin, you? No, man. God, dude, that oh, was crazy. Man. I woke up today. I was like, I blamed you. <laughs> Wait, today? It was like a, like a little cloud traveled from your house to my house over the course of the last <laughs> week. Just landed right that on my so face. Oh, unfair. yeah. And then, so whatever, weekends are, it's a whole weird thing because of COVID, but I do enjoy yeah. Saturday and Sunday. And yesterday, sure. no lie, I get woken up. The kid's been getting up earlier than us. She's like, and she's, she's pretty cool, but she doesn't jump in the bed anymore. So she just gets up and does her thing or she'll go and go into the fridge and get something to eat, which is kind of scary, but whatever. Yeah. But she's she just walks up to the bed and just like, Daddy, what's this? She hands me something. And I don't have my glasses uh, on, no contacts, sorry. nothing. Just a little white chunk of something. She's holding it up, right? <laughs> I'm like, I have no idea. Is it a Lego? I don't know what it was. And yeah, it was a, a little moldy piece of cheese or something. Oh, I don't know. I actually you don't didn't know. St- you well, didn't that's the thing. And you posted it was moldy. You just said well, it was cheese. So I'm like, oh, I she actually just don't know. Cheese. But I'm like, if you're handing me cheese while I'm in bed, just don't eat it. Just go throw that away. So right. then she didn't eat any of it. And then this morning, I woke up thinking it was Monday. So, I like which does it matter right now? It it doesn't. But we have someplace we have to go early tomorrow morning. So <laughs> I was oh, like, I sat up. Okay, quickly. Yeah. Um. Yo, do you have? <laughs> I think they stopped maybe five years ago for me. Like I used to have like the I didn't graduate from high school dream. <laughs> like it was so weird. Like Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like I I don't know. Is does everybody have that or is that just like just me and a couple other weirdos? It's not uncommon. I don't know how common it is, but um Okay. I, I have dream all the time where I am going to take a test. That I know I have not gone, I, like I haven't gone to any of the classes. I haven't gone to class right. all, all right. year. So now all of a sudden I'm supposed to go and take the final exam. I'm like, all right. But the weird thing is that I'm so calm about it now. Like I'm just like. Yo, I'm like woken I'm, up in a panic at 40 <laughs> years old. Like, yo, wait, I, I didn't graduate? Like, how do, I didn't, gra- what do you mean I didn't graduate from high school? Like, that's crazy. I'm, and then I'm like, yo. But do you why ever? Was, why am I dreaming that? Do you ever also though think back and say, "I actually don't know how I completed all oh. the work that was necessary to graduate, dude." <laughs> like real, I'm awake. I'm thinking back with my, you know, after having a cup of coffee, and I actually don't know how that happened. Yeah, that's relatable to everything in my life. Like I'm right here. Like sometimes I'll be paying bills and be like, I don't know how I'm even capable of doing this. Yeah. What? Like what? I I I honestly have like those like this hair is bugging me out. I'm honestly having like these randomly like damn i'm an adult <laughs> i feel like an adult for you know whatever money is i'm like you're an old adult is this happening actually. yeah no it's i'm not even gonna refute that you know in a couple of weeks it'll be even older uh, although now i change my age with the year i don't wait till my birthday 
So I just round up automatically late. Whatever, oh, okay. man. I'm about mm. to be this this age in a couple in six months. So <laughs> on January first, I just start saying I'm that age. I don't even. I'm not. I'm not wasting. Who cares? I'm not wasting any time explaining it. Like I think, I'll you, be, I think we have a birthday coming yeah. up, don't we? Two weeks. Two weeks, that's man. Right. That's right. We actually our birthdays are actually relatively close together, even though we have yeah, yeah, yeah. very that's, very that's very different personalities. We do. We do. And um. Yeah, yours is much worse, but it's, it's uh, you know, no it's a thing. It's a, a thing. I was uh, actually had the the pleasure of um, matter of fact, the day this show comes out, I will be on soundcheck on B Junkies, um, Twitch with my man Redmatic, and um, yeah, I had the pleasure of of talking to Redmatic today, uh, sound checking for soundcheck, and mm-hmm. yeah, man, he, he made sure to get his Kev shots in. And I, I very much appreciate that. You know what I mean? Word. It's one of my favorite things about talking to Redmatic. Yeah, it's so it's it's weird because I've been listening to Ret Redmatic mixes lately, just randomly. Oh, yeah. on on uh, yeah. he just did one for shout out to twenty four seven hip hop. He just did one for them that um, that they actually sent to me. Jello out there in Chicago sent to me. So Red doesn't yeah. even know I'm like stalking him online <laughs> i'm too tired to, i'm too tired to talk trash about Rhett. it talking trash with Rhett is like stepping in the ring with you know with like a tyson who never he's, stopped training he, he's relentless he's, he's relentless man he's absolutely yeah. relentless and it's it's crazy <laughs> like he's what time is that is so that's on tuesday that will be it. We will the show itself starts at eight, uh, I believe eight o'clock or eight thirty or what have you. But we oh, okay. will be on myself and Duke Westlake will be on at nine thirty. Oh, dope. Okay. Um, you know, like I say, we're recording this show on Sundays, you know, for those of y'all, but um today, Tuesday. Right. Uh nine thirty. So get up at five thirty. Switch. Listen to us on Tuesday morning. Yeah. That's when our, our this episode hits and stay awake all the way until nine. <laughs> To not th- right, yeah, yeah. nine thirty <laughs> Pacific time, by the way. Uh, but yeah, cool. well, I cut you um, off. Though. What were you gonna say? It, nah, I I I've lost my train of thought on that. But um, I will ask you really quickly before we get into the break about the Cat Williams. Did you see where Cat Williams said exactly what I said about comedians that I've been saying? Tell them about it for the last like I told you, I, yeah, I saw the I saw the headline so they, in, in they, they kind of they kind of made it okay. I'll, I'll put it this way. The headlines I read seemed to be aimed at trying to make Cat Williams look like he was complaining about something, but I didn't read any more. Right. Well, it, it, it's funny because um, they asked him about cancel culture, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, it's not real. Mm. And then he talked about comedians and and this, I'm paraphrasing him quite a bit, but he got into like the self-importance of comedians and the job of comedians and all the things that I've been talking about concerning this subject and how comedians have been facing it. You know what I mean? And I, I thought he pulled quite a bit of punches, but he is a comedian and I'm not. So I don't pull any punches or whatever. Although, you know, comedy is actually one of my favorite, you know, uh, forms of um, spoken word expression. Right. But, you know, Without getting too much into what he said, the fact that he had spoken about how cancel culture is not real. And I'm like, it is not real. It's it's a made up thing. And, you know, I've been saying for quite a while, not just comedians, but but entertainers in general are having trouble um, with the fact that the audience can now speak back. Right. Yeah. Like, that's our biggest thing. Like, it's like now we get mad that the audience can say something back to us using social media platforms or, and we can be checked and questioned on the things that we've done or said in public. Whereas where I, when I grew up, man, there was just reverence. That's all there was, was reverence. There was not a lot of, uh, of, um, you know, nuance in the discussion about an entertainer. Magic Johnson's my favorite, uh, person to discuss in this manner. Like Magic Johnson in our minds is the perfect human being. He's never done anything wrong. And if you say he's ever done anything wrong, you are a traitor to the culture and the city and the team and your life. And why do you even get to live anymore? We all hate you. But it's like, my thing is reverence and discussion is what's really happening, right? Like the ability to respect someone 
and also recognize that they're imperfect and discuss those imperfections and be like, yo, in spite of all these imperfections, this person has accomplished A, B, C, and D. I don't need them to be perfect or godly. I just need them to be themselves and the great talent that they are, right? So this Cat Williams didn't get into all of that, but he hmm. definitely got into like, like, you know, if we've had to get to a point where we're considering what we're saying about and to people, then we're at a good point. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And people are like upset because we have to make that consideration. And I'm like, y'all goofy. Y'all goofy for that. You you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's good to have to consider how we speak to people and how our words and actions affect people. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, obviously, when you hear the term, you know, you have a general idea based on who's saying, oh, that's cancel culture. You have a general yeah. idea of what they how they define it, right? Right. Um, and a lot of these comedians are, are you know, are straight white dudes. And it's like, sure. Yeah. When will you guys get a break? When, yeah. When are you guys, <laughs> well, when are you guys going to be able to turn the tables and really, really, really be able to, you know, get a foothold in, in this country? I'm going to say this. And, and I'm going to say this and I'm going to mean this. I am just tired of people overstating what they do. Well, yeah. It, I'm well, tired of it about overall. Comedy. The one thing that, that, that I understand, but it's always said as, as sort of, um, it's always the midpoint of the com- complaint. It's, it's just a, it's just a short little bridge to where they get stupid is when people um, are, you know, using their phones to record sets at, at clubs sure. when they're trying to, sure. when they're just trying to test out new material or whatever. Yeah. And I, 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 that I respect, I respect that argument a little bit. Right. Like, but if you're going to say, if you're saying something super ignorant. Right. And testing it out, then people have the right to tell you that that was ignorant. Now, if they right. take it you're out of context, then they're idiots. That everyone sure. everyone can be a clown. And by the way, don't go. You know, if you want to go and say that someone should be canceled, you're gonna get your card pulled too. It's yeah, that's what happens, right? Yeah, but but yeah, well, it's look. not. It's like, come on, man. You know, it's not that. Stop overstating. Serious. Yeah, it's not. It's not. And it's like when I hear them speak, I'm like, they're like, do you know how brave I am? I curse in front of people. I'm doing it. No one else does this. No one else says mean things. I, I'm so brave. I'm doing this, this, this major, um, important thing in society to say dirty words and dirty thoughts in front. You can't do it, but I can, and I'm brave because of it. That's what that's what comedians sound like to me. And I'm like, yeah, I right, yeah. You know what it I'm, is? I've, have you been to watch? Gets, <laughs> you you know I'm what? Eight euros curse. It takes a lot longer. Uh, unfunny comedians who suck get canceled a lot faster oh, than comedians yeah, who are actually good. <laughs> so that sure. should tell you something about what sure. it actually what it actually means. Mm-hmm. And the same goes for intelligent people. It tend to get canceled less <laughs> than people who. Make a, a a practice of saying stupid things on a daily basis. So yeah, bottom line. Yeah, I definitely got to check them out. Yeah, word up. We're gonna get to the other side of the real quick. We got we got racism to talk about. So um, <laughs> <laughs> yay, <laughs> yay more racism. Um uh yeah, we'll holler. You ready? Kev, you ready? Yep. All right, let's go. Rap sucks. Radio. Blah 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 blah. What up, y'all? You were live on Rap Sucks Radio with your homeboy track life and your fam, Kev Sakota. Cursing culture. <laughs> Thank y'all for tuning in, man. We appreciate each and every one of y'all. If you would like to catch past episodes of Rap Sucks Radio, you can go to rapsucksradio.com or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. If you would like to catch this on your television, 
You can go to BTSN, that is Behind the Scenes Network. What you do is you download the app or channel on your Roku or any of your Amazon Fire devices. You click on that, and we are right there with plenty of other dope content. Rap Sucks Radio on BTSN. We want in. You can also go to YouTube slash Rap Sucks Radio and catch us um, on video there as well. Um, Kev, let's just jump right into it. Okay. Who has got to chill? Tell him. I don't know how to pronounce <laughs> her name. Are <laughs> <laughs> you going to be using that? Cindy Suchan Rothgary and James Garrison. Gotta chill, fam. Gotta I know, chill, and I saw her, I saw her name too, and I was like, please don't let this be an Asian person. Please don't let this be an Asian person. It wasn't. <laughs> Yay. Uh, we did it. We made it. It wasn't us. <laughs> so clearly um, this wasn't in Orange County. <laughs> God, dude, don't do this. Don't do it. <laughs> um, your topic title for this, Kev, is Blame the Sound Man. <laughs> Kev, you do these topic titles. <laughs> okay. Um, the reason is a retired army lieutenant colonel recognizing the role of freed black slaves in the history of our Memorial Day observances had his mic muted by the event organizer as he was of course recognizing this is a source by the new york times uh, the players involved are bernard uh kimter cindy suchan rothery uh, and wait why is this oh hudson ohio american legion sorry about that um so check it out a little more than four minutes into bernard kimter's speech at a memorial day service organized by the american legion post in the in Hudson, Ohio, his microphone was silenced. Kemter, 77 years old, a retired army veteran colonel who served in the Persian Gulf War, had been crediting formerly enslaved black Americans with being among the first to pay tribute to the nation's fallen soldiers after the Civil War when his audio cut out. Just a little side note, Memorial Day came from those black soldiers, just for you guys who don't know, right? Um, so soon after, he learned that he had been inter, uh, intentionally muted by the events organizers who disapproved of his message. The censoring that took place was premeditated and planned by Mr. Garrison and another organizer, Cindy uh, Suchan Rothgary. Um, quote, they knew exactly when to turn the volume down and when to turn it back up because Miss uh, Rothgary had received a copy of Mr. Kempter's speech in advance and she had asked him to remove the specific section that was censored. In an interview this week with the Akron Beacon Journal, Miss Rothgary acknowledged that she, or, not and, Mr. Garrison, she did not specify, had turned off Mr. Kempter's microphone for two minutes. She told the newspaper that Mr. Kempter's narrative was not relative to our program for the day and that the theme of the day was honoring Hudson veterans. Memorial Day was first commemorated by an organized uh, uh, group of black freed slaves less than a month after the Confederacy surrendered. He Mr. Kempter said on Monday, citing research by David W. Blight, a Yale University history professor. On May 1st, 1865, Mr. Kempter said, a large group of formerly enslaved people organized a tribute to Union soldiers who had died, uh, uh, had, uh, who had died at what had been a Confederacy, a Confederate prisoner of war camp in Charleston, South Carolina. The ceremony continuing quotes, is believed to have included a parade of as many as 10,000 people, including 3,000 African-American schoolchildren, singing the Union marching song, um, John Brown's Body, he said. That was when Mr. Kempter's microphone was silenced. Kev, you go first. <laughs> and it's, I, I, I realized that maybe they didn't note it, although there was a picture accompanying the article. This is a 77-year-old white veteran who was who was you know making note of all this not that it should make any particular difference but you know making a pretty pretty solid effort especially you know um just about to the day the 100th uh, anniversary of the the Tulsa race massacre a year after almost to the day of when George Floyd was killed almost a uh you know the the Within a week of Breonna Taylor, what would have been her 28th birthday, 
Sure. Um, sure. You know, and I don't, I don't know what, if any of those things were on his mind when he wrote the speech and decided to, to take it down this, this road, but, um, but he did it, you know, and, uh, he could have gone up there and made it real easy on himself and, and everybody else there and, and not tried to educate anybody and he didn't. And, um, so, so he gets, he gets the shout for that. He got, he got, he got please pass the mic though. He did, man. It was straight good life. Please pass the mic. <laughs> Bad um, life. Like, yeah, bad life. Yeah, I was I'm waiting for 2,000 crows to come in at this point. Uh, but what's the problem with it? I, I don't understand, and I don't know if there was any further information. Uh, her argument was that it wasn't, it didn't fit the narrative of their ceremony. Um, But I don't understand what this recent issue with history what's the problem with it you know what i mean does it go back to the reverence thing we discussed to where now we're not discussing these the this this history and some of the individuals that were involved in it with this absolute reverence that we want to to hold is that it is it the guilt or the feeling of accountability what do you think, Kev, the problem is? With, I think that's exactly what it is. It's, 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 it's not wanting to contend with the discomfort that, that your history may contain. Sure. You know, we want, we want to stop, uh, we, you know, we were just talking about cancel culture. That has become this, this, um, I don't think it was ever a positive term. But but the idea of canceling somebody came from a positive intention, right? Sure. That to, to hold it, to hold someone accountable for stupid, dumbass things they say or do or write or whatever or ignorant things that that they don't want to um, be held accountable for. Um, the the word woke, as silly as mm-hmm. you know, some of us may think it is overall, just to use that word in that way. Um, has been turned around and tried to be, you know, has been made into a negative by guys like Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz and all the other idiots. Um, <laughs> all the other so all these things that are, are, are you know, e- either lean toward the positive or are aimed toward making a more positive, having a more positive conversation um, are, are literally turned into negative. It's the, it's, it's the craziest thing. And this, this, the reason I bring all that up is because of what we, you know, uh, the idea of critical race theory not being, not being offered or taught in, in schools when really critical race theory is just our history. You know, again, we get into, we can get into a semantic conversation that's like, well, is it, is it okay to say defund the police? What do they really mean? Maybe that's dumb. Maybe it's whatever. The idea is that, hey, maybe police shouldn't be killing people, you know, and maybe if they do, maybe we shouldn't, you know, give them all that money for all those, you know, they're, they're, they're like doing the, they're like Steve Bannon with the bulletproof vest. They got like three, four vests on in a tank. It's like, maybe they don't need all that. Maybe they don't need all that, you know. Um, but, uh, but the yeah, so using the phrase critical race theory, which is an academic, you know, I assume terminology, piece of terminology. Um mm-hmm. When really what it is, is just, this is what happened. Those of us who it happened to have told these stories. Sure. You know, most sure. Japanese Americans who are, you know, I like me, fourth generation, and I know older, have been taught what happened during World War II. Whether or not we were told the full extent of what happened is a whole nother conversation, just like any of the other things that have happened to um, other groups of people throughout this country's short history. Mm-hmm. Um, but if we can't look back to everything that happened since this, since the so-called pilgrims first set foot on Plymouth Rock and before that leading up to that, it's not that long ago. So if we can't do that, no wonder we wake up in a cold sweat wondering how we graduated from high school. <laughs> Something's wrong. 
And the fact, and, and the thing is, so what I was going to say is that we've been telling each other the, these bits of history here and there, by no means comprehensive, I would think, because we're right. telling each other as opposed to in school being able to say, hey, this is an important part of your collective, our collective history. Sure. Hey, kids. Absolutely. Guess what? We're going to learn about something today. You know what? You might not like it too much. And what the, I think the pushback is that like this, this, these folks um, who turn the mic off, they don't want to have their kids or their grandkids come home and ask the question, which is, did our family own slaves? Right. Because then they got to do some lying. Then they got to right. do a little bit or, of lying. Or discuss a, a subject that um, maybe they don't know very much about or have been biased sure. towards themselves, right? So, sure, 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 sure. Listen, I, I, I've heard quite a few responses to this. Um, one of the things is that you know we're we're guilt guilting um, young white people, young white kids, right, um, right. And so I'm gonna. I, I told this. I actually told this story today in response to that. So I'm gonna, t you know, of course, tell it again about my experience going to sixth grade and reading books like To Kill a Mockingbird and things of that nature, right? Where, of course, the N word, hard, hard. ER, <laughs> hard R, uh, was in the book and slave, word slave was in the book and things of that nature. And um, I was the only black kid in class, or one of the only few, right? And when those words were said, whew, like <laughs> the whole class, can we say it? Can we say it to him? Is it, you know, um, and being a sixth grader, now mind you, I came from, a, I, I do specify these things for deliberate reasons. I came from an all black private school named K. Anthony, where we would talk quite a bit about knowledge of self, self-worth, self-value. Um, so I was affected probably a little different than I would have been had I not been taught those things. But even then, I still attached myself to those words. So my question is, are these young white kids being guilted or are they feeling guilt? Are they attaching themselves to the history that they're being discussed? Because I did. I did. I did. Um, and I think many of us did, right? Because you're not learning, you know, speaking specifically for black folks, because I don't think that enough of all quote unquote minority, quote unquote, please don't quote me saying minority, like for real, just, I don't think all history is taught well enough in our schools. You know what I'm saying? In general, I think black history gets a, a much greater shine than a lot of other people's history. But even then, it's taught so, hey, you were born, you were sold, Martin Luther King came, then Obama came actually now. Now we got to add Obama in there and now you're good. You're good, man. Go invest in Bitcoin. Like it's, it's, there's a reason why we can't get rid of racism in this society is because we're afraid to discuss it and we're afraid to teach about it and have genuine conversations around it and we're teaching children to ignore it right like critical race theory um being being fought against it's like don't don't just, just ignore it you know what i mean so that's my response to the guilt thing you know uh we all have gone through it we all have had to sit there and have this have this perception of us lofted on us, regardless of our family history, regardless of our our uh, current family situation, right? Like, um, and and then being made to feel like we have to live up to whatever this theory is or this belief is, you know. Um, again, for Black folks, you know, growing up in my time, like, oh, you, do you gangbang? Are you a gangster? Like, you know, it's like, yo, no, I mean, I, I'm not, and not. Not that I would say anybody who grew up in that way was right or wrong, particularly if they were taught that by their their um, elders. But my elders didn't teach me that. You know what I mean? I didn't grow up like that. So, but I I, I felt the need to to play up to it because that was the perception. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So maybe these young white kids are experiencing the same thing that their their peers were have been experiencing now. To where now you're living up to you or you're 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 feeling this pressure to or feeling responsible for these things that are happening in a history book. And there isn't all of this reverence for who you are and who you were and who, you know what I'm saying? You're learning the same way we're all learning. Hey, it was rough, right? 
Yeah, we all we this this is all of our ancestors. It was made some you know you made some some your ancestors made some trash decisions that affected the people around you now. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. It's 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 not it's not the those kids' responsibility to travel back in time and fix it all. It, right. It's their right. response, but it is their responsibility to know what happened. To right. know what happened. Not, and care. Not to, not to feel bad about it, even, although we should all feel bad about many things that happened that we never get taught about um, and make sure that it never happens again. But, but and not to feel good about it, uh, of course, but, but yeah, just, just, just learn about it. And let's face it, it's, it's American public school that we're talking about for the most part, right? <laughs> you ain't going to learn much of it. The, hey, I will consider it a success if that means that some young, white, straight comedian who went through the American public school system says one less <laughs> stupid thing 20 years from now because of it. You, you know, in a learning situation where you are the oppressor, I'm an adult male, I'm learning and constantly learn how some of the things that are absolutely normal for me to feel and say in society are highly offensive to women, right? And and I got to check myself. I got to wake up in the morning and be like, yo, that, that's the thing I really think. That's something I really believe, you know what I mean? Like, yo, what are you doing? Why are you not considering that? You see what I'm saying? So I try to put myself in people's positions um, quite a bit. For better or for worse, I attempt to put myself in that position and say, okay, how can I relate to this? And how I can relate to this is as a man learning quite a bit about, about women and, and you know, the patriarchal society that we live in, right? And one of the first things that you often want to do when you're faced with something that you may agree with that is incredibly offensive to others is defend it. And... What's so bad about that? Why are y'all tripping so much? Right. That you, that's right, one right. of the first responses you want to have. Sure. And to, sure. to a path to genuine enlightenment is to fight that. It's to say like, no, 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 no. Really feel it as if it was you. You know what I mean? Right. Some things I don't, and not particularly on behalf of others, but some things I don't particularly care how you feel or whether you want to change them or not. Like, I don't particularly care, right? But somebody else does. And- we're back to what we said before we we went to the break, which is the fact that we are at, at a point intellectually where we consider these things. You know what I'm saying? Is an excellent place for humanity and in an excellent place in society, right? To be able mm -hmm. to consider these things is an advance in human intelligence. Because if you go back just 10 years, really, but go back 50 years, man, whatever. You were pansy for considered. 50 years is probably too early for the, too soon for the word pansy. You know, like 100 years at this point. You were pansy for, for thinking this way or, you know, just live with it. Just accept it. You're, you, you know, sure you're lesser, but that's just what it is. And that's the way the world works. And stop being a punk and deal with it, right? But now we're saying, no, that's not how this works. And if we continue to educate our children on the entire story, then maybe they don't have to walk this fine line of guilt. You right. know what I mean? Maybe the next step is saying, nah, man, me, me and such and such, man, we, we had the same class and we both learned this together. And mm -hmm. now we don't, we're not in college, you know, asking our uh, classmate if she knows how to twerk. You know what I'm saying? Like, we like, yo, we just don't make that assumption, right? We're just like, yo, no, just chill with that. That's not how this works. She gets to be an individual and not attached to any of our perceptions, right? So, yeah, yeah. you know, maybe that's the best, maybe that's a, a better way to consider it, you know? Yeah, and you said something uh, important, which is, you know, just to be able to sit back and say, um, I know that person's experience is not my experience, right? Whether it's because she's a woman or because uh, he's a person whose skin is a different color than mine or whatever the case may be. Um, and you sit back and say, well, how does, how can I relate to that? Um, 
by the same token, if you're learning more of this information, you find that you may find out I can't, I can't relate to that. It, but that doesn't mean I shouldn't try to relate to what that person is is is, is going through, and it shouldn't. It also doesn't mean that I should be ha- feel entitled to ignore why that right. that dude feels that way, or why that you know why that woman feels that way, why she might be upset that Kev made a joke about female drivers on last week's episode. Mm-hmm. You never, you know, maybe you know, maybe he should be canceled because he's an idiot. Well, or or not, or not. But again, but, down. See, but see that response though. Like, see my response. My response is well, no, learn to live with it, ladies. You see what I'm saying? But again, it, it could be offensive to somebody, and and you know, I apologize for that offense in, in joking form. But what's harmless is not all what what was harmless to you is not always harmless and that's why we're learning these things about each other that's yeah, you why don't get to, you don't you how are you so emotional when it comes to your feelings and what you don't want to have to 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 listen to You're just so emotional yes but when it comes to someone who is expressing their feelings right in front of your face you want to tell them so quickly to get over it it's like God, you you can't figure out that another person can actually have emotions. Yep. That's the key, right? Like in your mind, you it's a it's a privilege, if you will, <laughs> to be the one whose emotions matter right. in comparison to someone else. It's Worth noting, as much as it's been said, ad nauseum, black lives matter. Just matter. Fam, just matter. Like Michael Chase, just matters. Right? Was an offensive statement. You know what I mean? No, every, all of, every life. What are we doing? Yo, 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 chill, chill, chill. Because you've never had your emotions challenged. You, you've never had to share the emotional burden across the board. So now we're talking about the dolphins and the who's and the cartoon characters and Mr. and Mrs. Potato Head and all of this. You know what I mean? Because a group of people simply said, hey, our lives matter. Right now, and now it's the worst thing anybody could have ever done in society is make that statement to, to address to say, can we address the issues that are facing us because they are consistent and they're they're just rolling, you know, decade over decade. It's a similar form of the last decade's problems. Can we just address this now? No, we, we all have problems. Everybody has problems. What do you mean problems? What about the hole in the ozone and all the other problems? It's like, didn't nobody else say that those don't? No, in the microphone. Nobody, nobody said that those problems aren't relevant. But right. just that simple statement caused such ire, division in government, division in city. People went crazy. Yeah, people went crazy because privilege, emotion, right? My emotions are the only ones that matter. Whitney Houston, your feelings don't. So emotional. Yeah, gotta get over it, man. So emotional. I curse. I stand on stage and I curse. Do you know how brave I am? Do you know how much strength it takes for me to go in front of people, tell a joke, (laughs) and in the middle of it, say a curse word? Mm -hmm. I'm strong. Don't get mad at me because I'm edgy. I'm I'm just being edgy. Listen, this is high-level art. (laughs) whatever they were doing in Greek theaters, this I'm doing, I am challenging the (laughs) listener. I'm, I'm the, I'm the, the cheap dick joke equivalent of what they were doing in those Greek theaters. (laughs) And what I say has so much value because society doesn't look at the world like I do. And I'm saying it right? I went up there and I said the P word and people reacted to it because I'm strong. 
Knock it off, yeah. man. Just shut up. Knock it <laughs> off. Shut up. Get get back yeah. up there and go tell more boob jokes, buddy. Yeah, okay, whatever, man. Knock it off. Oh, you know, man. I mean, you don't. The, okay, this is the thing that's crazy about this story. The last thing I'll say is that um, this 77-year-old retired veteran white man got his mic turned off. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to get the mic for just one second. Period. Period. Yeah. Just give yeah. me the mic. Yeah. No, but Please it's it's. Why did they turn his mic off, Kev? Well, what do you? I'm, I'm asking you for sincerely. Like, do you remember why she said that they turned his mic off? Because he was getting a little too accurate. Get a little, a little close to the get get a little getting a little close to the bullseye. More, more, more to the point of what she said, though. It didn't fit the narrative of our right, ceremony. Right. And right. that is why we're having these issues about critical race theory being discussed and all that. It doesn't fit the narrative right. of our ceremony. Right. Right? <laughs> it doesn't fit the narrative. You know what I mean? So no, we're trying to we're trying to angle things this way. It doesn't fit the narrative. Like your 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 anger and or genuine history, you know. It doesn't fit in the the magic sky cloth, you know. Oh, what and mean? I didn't. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing is, I don't think I put it in the notes, but uh, later on in the article, the guy, the 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 lieutenant general says that he sent her the speech to review. She she sent back, you know, her feedback. Which was supposed to include changes to the word document. This is seven seventy-seven year old dude said she didn't save the changes in the word document. I I just went with what I wrote. <laughs> I was like, "Wow, you, sir, I salute wow. you." This, this is very, more, thank you for your service. This is very <laughs> triggering to my job specifically. <laughs> by the way, <laughs> you know, really my personal. He's like, you didn't put the attachment in. What was I supposed to do? You gotta learn how to do it. This is how you email. I'm 77. If I can do it, you yeah. can do it. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. Speaking yes. of somebody who probably could learn some critical race theory right now, mm. um, NFL, NFL and Kev's topic title stands for New F and Low. Um, so the reason is once again the NFL is leading the league in racism. Um, the source of this is AP News. Players involved in the NFL, Roger Goodell, who's done a relatively good job at hiding himself in all of this and uh dane <laughs> bramage um so uh just the notes on it real quick the nfl uh last wednesday pledged to halt the use of quote race norming unquote which assumed black players started off with started out with a lower cognitive function in the one billion dollar settlement of brain injury claims and uh review past scores for any potential race bias so the practice uh made it harder for black retirees to show a deficit uh and qualify for an award right so we're talking you know um brain damage and brain you know uh through football and and being rewarded and uh being paid uh insured etc uh wednesday's announcement comes after a pair of black players filed uh, a civil rights lawsuit over the practice medical experts raised concerns and a group of NFL families last month dropped 50,000 petitions at the federal courthouse in Philadelphia where the lawsuit had been thrown out by the judge overseeing the settlement. That's a juicy piece of information right there as well. Hmm. Um, of the less of lesser value, um, something that doesn't really matter at all is like the the NFL is just. If you they wanted really, me to continue be a fan, like God, dude, you you just you okay? I, and I'm not I'm not a big football fan to begin with. So, hmm. um, I've said on this show that I, I I can't imagine someone who loves football as much as I love basketball like having to just be like. <laughs> Every time. You know what I mean? Like, just turn a blind eye. Because I don't have an issue. I could just turn football off. Like, all right, well, you know, it's cool. Super Bowl is on, but that don't mean much to me. Um, 
you know, that's very different from my brother and my father. But for me, football is just I. Right. It's it's um, you know the the just to be clear, the the ability is amazing, but the sport itself is something I can take a take a leave. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's of of the least importance, really. Of of the highest importance is how long this has been going on and how long this has been effective and how many players have come and gone before this was actually brought to light publicly and a settlement happened, right? Right. Um, thus, the discussion of history we just had, right? Um, a lot of people suffered due to this ideology, due to the fact that, you know, Blacks were viewed uh, as having a lower cognitive range to begin with. Therefore, any suit or any any um, insurer re- insurance request or coverage request um, was denied or looked looked upon harshly because you were already stupid. So the, the right. hits to the head in a helmet didn't make you dumb. You was black, so right. you was dumb. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. How many people lost, man? How many families, you know, how many families were affected by this, you know? Well, and and similar to the last, well, last uh, the discussion around the last topic that we had, <clears throat> just look at also how many opportunities through the years were players not given to 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 be the you know the multi million dollar uh, draftee as opposed to you know getting a couple hundred right. grand to, right. to to be a brick wall a human brick wall right? Um, right not that that's necessarily accurate but you know just because of the assumption that this guy can't remember plays or you know can't can't control the, you know can't be the field general. So, and not just on the field, off the field, coaching staff, everything else, right? How much of that has gone on? The CTE issue is, you know, the league's not that old. The CTE Mm -hmm. issue is is really just something that's being recognized over the last few years. And now this being something where even the lawyer, the player's lawyer said, I didn't see any evidence of racism. And then the day after this story, you know, this information wasn't covered. He's he's like, oh, sorry. Yeah, that's pretty racist. (laughs) He was like. Yeah, no way around that. Oh yeah. By the way, that was oh yeah, that was <laughs> yeah. racist. I read it. I read yeah, it a couple yeah. times again. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah I studied took, critical race theory. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah, that just, was critically um, racist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. My Robert really E. Lee statue the, came. Yeah, really put the yeah. L in NFL. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, capital L, like whole <laughs> multiple state. Al David, or I'm sorry, Mark Davis haircut L. <laughs> um. Yeah, man, it's it's more of the same. Um, it's mm-hmm. disappointing, but it's really more of the same. And you just, I, I think, you know, again, I'm just, I'm always, you know, we we talk, we talk in today's society, like, and I've been hearing this since I was a child, to be honest with you, right? Um, everything's fair now. Everything's right. fair now. Everything's fair now, and then you find this thing that's been unfair for the last 10 years. Okay, well, everything's fair now, and then you find another thing that's been unfair for the last 20, 30 years. Well, everything's fair now. It's like, all right, well, yeah. y- you realize yeah. that. I'm starting to notice a pattern. It's almost <laughs> right. as though it's... there's a pattern. <laughs> Maybe things aren't fair, right? It's almost because as though it, it... there's a system. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, right? Bong. Correct. Um, I was watching. I'm pretty sure it's still on Netflix if if whatever, but there was a documentary on Dr. King and they were saying that back then. Right? That was racism? Like, that it was, no, they were saying it was fair. <laughs> right, right. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Because, you know, Martin Luther King was not highly accepted in his time. Like, he was, you know, <laughs> died with a, a 75% disapproval rating. Like, he wasn't even a, like, how do you disapprove of somebody who, whatever. But, um, Back then, in interviews, these people were like, it's fair, everybody, everything's fair. They have the same opportunities. I, like, this is in 1965. Like, what? You believed yeah, it was fair. So that, that's this, why I'm this, not surprised to hear this exact same thing being said now. Um, uh, you know, and there's it's it, there's a lot of different opinion among people who identify as Democrats and Repo- or you know, liberals and conservatives, conservatives or whatever the yeah. case may be, you know, red state, blue state, all that stuff. But um but yeah, there's, and the the other thing this reminded me of is is 
around a year ago, you know, when everything was in disarray for a number of reasons, but the NBA took some decisive action, symbolic in my opinion, but but Black Lives Matter on the courts. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and, and it was the WNBA to a large extent that, that, that stood yes, at the forefront of a lot of that effort. Yeah. Um, you know, and the NBA has always been regarded as as having much more progressive ideals. Sure. To me, that's a come on. Well, it's 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 a, it's, it's a, not a, inaccurate, yeah, and I don't want to take back. anything away from those efforts. But that's yeah. that's the NBA, right? And then, and then, I, but then you would hear um, people discussing just sports in general, just sort of general practice sportscasters talking about how well the NFL is really taking a leadership role, and or or even worse yet, the Major League Baseball is taking a leadership role and putting something on the field or letting people wear a uniform. <laughs> it's like, like, dude, that's literally, you are making so much money off these guys. If they left, you're done. You are done. This is not amazon.com. You can't just get 20 trillion other people that are going to go stand on a warehouse line and not pee for 16 hours. You can't do it. And, and this is, and you, so you don't get not the, the owners were out there necessarily asking for, you know, a, a gifts, you know, a, a participation trophy for, for making these minor moves, but it's like, dude, that's, it's the minimum effort possible. So when a LeBron James says something and gets criticized and in that same breath essentially gets told, what, why are you complaining? You're, you're a star and you're rich and everything's okay for black people now because we put Black Lives Matter on the court that nobody was in an arena that nobody was allowed to go into because 500,000 people died. It's like, you're really putting a lot on this kid, you know, this guy's shoulders. Let me stop you here. Before Black Lives Matter was written on any court in the NBA, the N-word, hard R, was written on LeBron James' garage. Mm-hmm. Now, I've heard a lot of performative, weirdly emotional, highly dismissive privilege statements concerning this. Oh, well, he probably wrote it himself. Yeah, word. For real. I have a buddy right over here in Walnut that that happened to in 2004. Hmm. Right, and the kid had to come over with his dad because they figured out who it was and paint that. Mm. And I'm like, does painting Black Lives Matter on the court change? You know, was it first? Because this wasn't what happened by spray painting that on LeBron James' property or whatever. I say garage, but it was property. I'm not sure where it was specifically um, on his property, but this wasn't a response to Black Lives Matter being painted on the court, right? Like, this right. was just a... It was just Tuesday. Yeah, it was just like, what y'all doing this weekend? Well, being racist. <laughs> what? Yeah, we've been doing that since <laughs> 1500s. Oh, okay, cool. That's what, that's what we... You know what I mean? Again? Yeah, that's what we do. <laughs> so, um, a friend of mine asked me, you know, will this ever change? Do I have any hope that this will ever change? And I've got various theories on on whether yes, I'm, I'm leaning towards no. Um, but one of the things I think I've always said, and by always I mean since I was adult enough to pay attention and care, um, or articulate it at least, without education it won't. Without education, without a dedication to educating each other, it won't. And here we stand. Not so much that I'm right. That's not the point. Or I've always been right. That's not why I'm saying that. What I'm saying is myself and countless other people recognize that the key to this is educating um, fellow American citizens on exactly this. So on, on, on the history of this country and how it's had a negative effect on certain groups of people um, 
and not ignoring it. Taking that punch to the chest as a country and saying, yo, we got to do better and we can't just turn away from it. But that's what's being offered right now. Like, we don't ever have to do better. We, we refuse to do better and we're not going, right. you know what I mean? So my answer that's still remains. And as I'm seeing these combative things, I'm like, no, nah, we 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 going to do another seven generations of this where we say, well, everything's fair now. You know what I mean? We're going to do it again. Con as we consistently uncover unfair, privileged, um, dis or you know disadvantages uh, to to people of color. Yeah, and and it's not a, and that's not even. I mean, I don't want to speak on your behalf. I I feel similarly. I don't think it's a pessimistic thought. I think it's sure. just a something where it's like if I'm gonna be op make an optimistic statement, the most optimistic statement I would make or or, or prediction is that. I hope that we can get to the point where rather than saying it's all better now, they're just saying, is it any better now? <laughs> that would be, that would be fantastic. Right? Like it's, it's such a childish mentality. The, I know everything that mm -hmm. I think I told you about this privately, but I don't think I ever talked about it on this show. It was last year. So we were homeschooling and I'm talking about a seven year old at the time. The love of my life. The smartest little girl I've ever met in my entire life. But she was driving me bananas. As they do. And I said, so you know everything. So you don't need my help. So you know everything. And I let her sit with it for a minute. Then she realized, oh no, I actually don't know everything. Mm -hmm. And I made her write a letter to her teacher and said, I'm not going to be able to finish my homework today because I told my daddy that I know everything. Right. But I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and she actually, God bless her, she wrote, she wrote out the letter. She, I think she knows that I never sent it to the teacher. But um, I, so at the same time, I felt like the worst person in the world and dad of the year in the same moment it's but perfect but it's like dude if you know everything you shouldn't have to say anything just like if you're the toughest guy on the block you don't need to be selling all those tickets everyone will just know they will come to you they will ask the question you will answer the question and the answer that you give is the truth but guess what everybody can learn something we speak on this show because we're comfortable in this environment in a way that sounds like we're confident in every single thing we say. Mm -hmm. It's not true. I'm not. Mm -mm. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and then there are plenty of times when you and I are just hanging out. Well, not lately, but well, we're just listening to each other, right? Over a year ago. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, before half a million people died. Um, God. Just brush, off, brush, just brush that off. Yeah. Put your pants on backwards and go do a rally and just brush that off. Bootstraps, 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 bootstraps. <laughs> when all else fails. But yeah, I mean, stop, stop assuming stuff. If someone's complaining about the stupid joke you told, either it wasn't funny enough for them to tolerate your level of nonsense, or you were just wrong. That Those are possibilities. Those will always be possibilities. If you said something and someone called you an idiot, you might not be an idiot, but you might be an idiot. Yeah. You yeah. might be a redneck. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, I don't even know how to know that. Like you nail on the head, man. I, I, I can't, I mean, I could continue to berate these people and, and get in and get, get on you but know, that's also the thing. It's not. It's not even a matter of, of 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 berating anyone. It's just if that's just your entire mentality. It's, you know, it's like mathematically, this stuff does not add up. Which is a whole nother conversation about STEM education well, in America. It's like <laughs> mathematically, you cannot be right all the time. You just can't. When you t when you when you are presented with a gold plated <laughs> L, hold it and try and make sure that you don't you know have to get a whole trophy case to hold all your L's. I Just refuse. The American model should not, the Pledge of Allegiance should not be anything that's said. It should be, I'm an Amer I'm a U.S. citizen, I'm never wrong. 
<laughs> that should be the Pledge of Allegiance. Okay. I am a citizen of the United States. I have never been wrong. And then you sit down and that's in your this, in your in your American flag board shorts. Right. Right. Because what did homeboy say on on the internet? If you if you don't sing the special song, the magic sky cloth won't freedom. <laughs> I thought that that was the best. I fell out. If you don't sing the magic, the special song, the magic sky cloth won't freedom. <sighs> um, but I'll conclude my thoughts with this. Uh, we all are tasked with this ridiculous, in my opinion, highly ridiculous challenge to be more American. Right. Right. Um, you heard it in Andrew Yang's comments early during COVID, right? Um, prove how American you are, right? right? But when it's time to learn about fellow American, the struggles of fellow Americans, we don't want to talk about it. We don't want to discuss the very same Americans that we're asking to prove. Well, what did your family do to make America? Well, they died. Well, we don't want to talk about that. Hmm. Right? Well, what did they do? Well, worked in slavery for 400 years. We don't want to talk about that. We don't want to talk about that. Right? Well, what did they? Well, created <laughs> what Memorial else? Day. Well, what yes. else? No, you didn't create Memorial. It doesn't fit our narrative. <laughs> okay, well, had whole cities uh, on the lead to prosperity burned down due to racism. Oh, stop it. You're making me feel bad. That's not what it Right? We're just going to continue down this path of like, what did you do? Well, I, I, I just don't like that answer. Right? So when do you just accept the answer that some of what people did in this country was spill blood unwillingly and criminally for it. That's an interesting thing to learn about your favorite place in the world. That people died for it, not just in war, but in hatred by the very same people that waved the magic sky cloth left and right. But that over makes it. me sad. Right. But that makes me feel bad. I, I want to feel okay. <laughs> where are the bald eagles and the, the sky cloths? And where are they? Yeah, they all can fly rail, fam, but. <laughs> but as far. Ray, I said I was going to conclude, conclude my thought, and now I got a long winded thought, per usual. But. I'm supposed to celebrate 4th of July when my people weren't even free. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm just saying, like, just consider that for a moment. Just just whether you like it or not, whether you hate what I'm saying or not, just consider for a moment that me as an American citizen with my history in this country, if I look back on whom I know my ancestors to be, they weren't even free during independent on Independence Day. They weren't independent, weren't experiencing any of that independence at all. So why would you, why would you not, why would you feel strange that maybe I don't look so fondly upon that, right? But then you, when you're being taught about the Tulsa riots, want to stop the conversation because you don't look so fondly upon it. Mm -hmm. How is it so hard for you to figure out how somebody else might feel moments after you feel it? Like, come on. Wake the f up, fam. Right? Well, you we know everything. You know everything, right? Well, there you know, rappers have gold chains, and Dr. Dre's a doctor, and never went to school a day in his life, and everything's fair for black people now. Like, like, all right, man, whatever. Never mind that this dude made two percent of his profits for <laughs> you know what I'm saying for, for whatever amount of years in an unfair. All right, man, I'm done. I'm done. It's been over an hour. I'm done. Stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? You did great. So, yeah. Thank you, Kev. I, I appreciate it. I learned as something. Did, as did you. Well, I mean, I, for once, I get to return the favor. Thank y'all for tuning in, man. Uh, we appreciate each and every one of y'all. This has been Rap Sucks Radio. If you'd like to catch past episodes of Rap Sucks Radio, you can go to rapsucksradio.com. 
Oddly enough, right? Rapsensradio.com or any of your favorite podcasting platforms. If you like to catch this on your television, you can go to BTSN Behind the Scenes Network. You download the app or channel on your Roku or Amazon Fire devices. Click on that Apple channel and we are right there with a bunch of dope content. BTSN, we want in. And you can also go to YouTube slash Radio, and you can catch us right there as well. Um, more in store. This is also, we didn't say it in the beginning, the 100th episode of rap sucks radio this one is now you might look at the count and see it differently but we did this kind of like um live stream version for about 30 episodes so we don't actually count those in the actual episode count um this is actually the one yeah those are the asterisk ones yeah um so yeah 100 episode of rap sucks radio so thank y'all for tuning in if you've been kicking it with us for 100 plus episodes really Man, we really appreciate y'all. And um, yeah, man, on the count of three. You are a bold and courageous person. You really are. You really are. And you are a person with quite a bit of time on your hands. On the count of three, (laughs) we say peace. One, two, three. Peace. Peace. And we out of here, y'all. 100. 100. 100. Real (laughs) quick. Real quick. Zero to 100. Real. Okay. All right, man. We out. Peace. (laughs) That was gross. (laughs) Ha <laughs> ha